Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. It's alright. Already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they will see the thunder? Just remember when you come to the show. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing the 2020 Tour Championship, the end of the FedEx Cup playoffs. 30 men enter, one survives, assuming Rory still makes it through the weekend. Never know. Maybe he might come. But uh, you can find me on Twitter at BDNTrick, the podcast at Always Press DFS, and my co-host, as always, on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how we doing, man? Tatum Warren out. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, you're worn out. You've been a busy, busy man uh, on the links there. So how is the Barbasol? It's hard, dude. It's real hard. So I played uh, – I didn't tweet about it, but actually, but it did, actually did happen. Um, is, that, is that a thing, like on Twitter? Are you allowed yeah. to not tweet about it? Okay, you don't cool. have to tweet about it for it to actually happen. Played uh, gotcha. 132 holes this weekend. Uh, so, yeah, pretty tired. <laughs> yeah, yesterday was bad. Yesterday was recovery day. And he's being humble. He played where they played the Barbersaw out there in, in Kentucky. So uh, he had a good time at that. Uh, pretty cool deal. We were talking beforehand. It just shows you how good these guys really are. Dude, I'm telling <laughs> you. It's crazy, man. Yeah. It is so. absolutely insane. Fun Plus times. guys play. But I'm assuming since you played so much golf this weekend, you didn't get to see much of the um, the golf action up there in, in Indiana or in Chicago area, did you? No, so, well, I, I got to watch uh, Sunday's round. So oh, that that, pretty that's recovering. yeah, yeah, it, it was awesome. I loved every minute of it because the first few rounds it was like US Open tough and it was really good. And then it, it got a little easier, but you still had to make good shots. I liked it because it still rewarded the good shot, but if you made a bad shot, you got penalized. That's how golf should be played. It was really good, and they didn't do anything different to make it a little quote unquote easier. Just the weather shifted a little bit, kept it a little softer. They literally said they didn't water it any more or any less. It was the same program the entire week. And we saw guys, Adam Scott shot four or five over. You know, you had Rom and uh, Finau and others shooting four or five under. If you played well, you got rewarded. And that's what I like to see. Hopefully, it'd be nice if the USGA took some notes on that. That'd be freaking nice. Instead of hitting a good shot and still 40 feet off the off the green. That, that, that'd be nice. But um, it was a fun tournament. Um, the, the final playoffs, Dustin make of the the double turner, as I called it, that was ridiculous. I thought at first, like, where's he going? And then he comes like, oh, wait, no, where's he going again? Oh, wait. Then I thought he had no, I didn't get enough speed. Like, I, I was just blown away by that. But, and then Rom's 66 footer, that was freaking that, those two moments, and we've said it on other events, that's where you need a crowd. That oh, place, dude. the, the yeah, roof would have went just, off of that place. Oh, you know, both, both times it would have been yeah. absolutely nutty, bananas. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I actually caught, so on Wednesday, um, after we played, I caught some of the, uh, like they're having these, you know, obviously these little games or whatever these guys are playing on Wednesdays now and they're showing them on TV. I caught the replay of that and the greens at that point on Wednesday were baked and Bryson and, and, uh, Kevin Nall and I think it was Morikawa and, and Homa. Um, I think Homa was yeah, in there. That's right. Um, they were talking about how baked the greens were at that point. And that was, you know, when's that was Wednesday. Uh, so I saw some highlights, you know, throughout the, through the first three days there and you just couldn't stop the ball. Um, just makes golf difficult, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, obviously it's, it's a, it's a breath of fresh air from the 30 under, you know, that we saw the week before. Um, but yeah, I, I fully expected also to DJ to, 
kind of walk away. And he would have yesterday, <clears throat> excuse me, if, uh, you know, Rom doesn't shoot 66 yeah. with, did you see his penalty? Yeah. The, um, you know what the worst part is? I don't know about you, but you've probably seen it or do it. When you're playing with the boys, how many times do you just put your ball, mark your, uh, your divot tool down to mark your ball? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, but at least that's <laughs> something, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he you can't. Like, I've, I've never seen. I've never seen anybody just pick up their ball. I guess that just shows you how, like, just in the zone they are of like doing their routine and just, yeah. I guess I don't know. It's 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 very odd to me that he would do that. Um, but he also did something. I don't know if you got if you remember, like in the Scottish Open, like two or three years ago, where he like moved his mark and then he didn't move his mark back. Yeah. Do you remember that? So I mean, yep. you know, it, it's along the same lines of. Uh, you know, of, of that penalty, but one shot penalty and he, you know, obviously he wins it outright with, with no playoff otherwise. Uh, but then we don't get to see that bomb. I mean, that's insane. That putt is, you just, you, uh, you really probably don't know how difficult that is until you walk out on that green and see how yeah. downhill it is breaking 10 feet, at least over breaks twice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's fucking, come on. He makes one in, I'd say one in a hundred, but he's probably better than that. Like, I mean, I wouldn't even say one in a hundred. I was going to say one in a hundred thousand. Yeah, that's uh, that was one of those putts. That's probably like, not one in a hundred thousand. He, he probably, he, yeah, he probably walks away and goes, "That'll never happen again." The thing is, if it doesn't hit the hole, it's fucking by ten. Oh, feet. gone. gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. DJ trickled in. DJ hit the perfect speed on his putt. Yeah, he trickled it in. But it, it was crazy to see uh, Rom do his thing, and it, it was kind of good, I guess, because if he doesn't have the penalty, there's no playoff. But then again, DJ, I didn't see it until they mentioned it on Sunday earlier in the the round uh, the week. He teed a ball off up and it fell off the tee, and he didn't see it, and he still swung and nudged the ball through. So he had to take that as a stroke, and he ended up bogeying that hole. Really? Yeah. So in the hmm. same theory, in theory, that's almost a penalty because we- if he would have seen it, he could have picked it up, put it back on the tee, and played it normally. But he was so in the zone, he didn't even pay attention to it, and he didn't let it phase him either. But um, talking about Rom. You know, back in the day, if Ram would have got that penalty, he would have gone ape shit. It shows yeah. how far he's come. He literally just like, okay, whatever, makes a huge putt. Like if you, most guys have been so pissed off they would have missed that putt, and they would have more pissed off, and then the whole thing implodes. He makes the putt, moves on. Now he's the winner. One thing I wanted to mention about Ram, which is super impressive, and we know he's a great golfer. We talked about it before. He was number one in the world at one time. All these deals, he's right up there again. But he's now won at the Memorial, and. At, at the BMW Championship, two of the toughest courses we've seen since the restart. Like don, like yeah. mental grind, you have to be efficient, really good golf, and he's won both of those. That's impressive. Yeah. It is very impressive. I mean, he's deservedly the second best player in the world right now. I guess I I guess he did he pass DJ again or did he not? I I think it's still DJ, but it's darn close right now between DJ, you. JT, Rom. They're all right. They're like playing you know hokey pokey right now. So it's uh it's interesting, but it, it sucks for DJ because he's you know he's he's got the win, but he's now the PGA. He should have won. You could say he should have won this one. Yeah, he like he's he's won the Travelers. Like he could literally have four wins on the restart here in like impressive fashion. Right. Um. He still played great. Obviously, second place is nothing to slouch about. But these are tournaments that, in on paper, he should have walked away with. All things considered. So I'm with you. Uh, any other takeaways? Because there was some really good golf. There was some really crappy golf. Uh, watching Mackenzie Hughes basically could hear his knees shaking on 18 on his three footer, and he still almost missed that thing. But you could tell how nervous he was trying. I've never, I've only seen Jordan Spieth stare at a putt that short for that long and look at every angle. So that that was impressive. Um, but what what do you think of everything else that week? 
Uh, so did you see Bodo's tweet? Uh, yeah, two Leishman was outstanding. Yeah, absolutely outstanding. Yeah, if you didn't, uh, if you didn't uh, see that tweet from Bodo, um, most definitely go check it out. It's uh his his Twitter is. Let's see, what is his Twitter? Uh, I thought I had the tweet pulled up already. How do you but, not have this memorized? Well, it's like at Bodo eighty three or something. I I don't know. But anyways, go find Bodo. Just search Bodo on Twitter, and he doesn't tweet very often, so you'll see us if you look. But at it was his replies. It was, it was perfect because they were calling him out. Like there's people talking trash about him on Twitter. Like he's about to pull about a Bodo. Like it's coming, and the next thing you know, he's out there texting Leishman. And stuff don't take this great. from me. The cool yes. thing about Bodo is he um, embraces that shit. Like, you know, he's, it is what it is. You know, I mean, yeah. the guy had some, he's won twice, at least on the PGA tour. He played in president's cups. You know I mean? Like hey. you know, if I was him too, I'd be like, fuck you. I'd, be, I'd do the same thing. Like but if, I would, Brendan, I would, if, if Brendan Todd didn't figure out his yips, he'd be in the same boat right about now. It's true, man. I mean, golf <laughs> like is got, just a, it's crazy. It's a crazy game. game, man. It's a crazy freaking game. game. Oh, let's talk about another crazy game. Well, did you want to say anything about Tiger? Because it was some of the worst golf I've seen him play in a long time. But I think he basically checked out a lot way Dude, before his, that was over. The only thing I could I noticed about Tiger was his um, the way that he walks. Yeah, he was like walking gingerly, like down the hill, like very straight up. It was it was odd to see. I think his back is. You know, I think his back's gone again. And uh, from what I've been told, you know, that kind of surgery that he has, it doesn't last that he had. It doesn't last forever. So maybe it's time again. I don't know. I don't want to speculate on anything, but, you know, it's one of the things. Yeah, we'll have to see how it goes. But uh, let's get into the tour championship. They head to Eastlake in Atlanta. Uh, The second year of this new format, which we will talk about, where everyone's kind of given strokes, which is an interesting way to go about it. Guess it rewards the people in charge. Uh, I'll let you give the past event history and kind of explain how it went last year. Yeah. So of course I don't, of course I'm not prepared. I don't know why, you know, I would be prepared for this. Um, <laughs> last year, Rory won. He was 18 under par total uh, over Xander, who was 14 under par. Uh, I don't know who started. Do you know who started? Uh, DJ, had, DJ had 10 under Rory started five shots back. Uh, I think Xander was six shots back, I think. And so this was the first year for this whole yep. minus start at minus 10 bullshit, right? Yep. First year was last year. Yeah. So Rory wins it last year. Um, ends up 18 under par. Like I said, wins four, four, four strokes over, uh, over Xander. Now DJ who started at 10 under, what, where did he go? No, he didn't start at 10 under last year. He starts at 10 oh. under this year. But who started? Who started? You don't know who started last year. J, JT started at ten under, and he finished third. Yep, he shot, shot three under on the week. He only shot three under for the week. All right, got you. Okay. Well, just this. I mean, this thing's just an absolute clusterfuck. So, the year before that, Tiger Woods won. If you remember the, they showed actually showed the the video of, of him walking down the fairway with uh, Rory there, and there was just about a billion people coming down the fairway on eighteen for his first win since like forever. Xander won this tournament in 2017, 1,200 par. Rory won it in 2016, 1,200 par. I mean, generally speaking, the the scores have been, you know, close to, unless you include Tiger's second win where he shot 2,300 par for the week and won by eight shots. Um, 
low to mid teens. So, uh, or even below, you know, that obviously too, but Rory shot basically 13 under, I guess if he shot, you know, if he started five under for the week. So there's some event history. I don't know how much it matters. Things just so fucking weird. Yeah, I guess I can theory what I saw in a lot of places. The guys that win usually shoot 10 to 13 under on the week. And so you could tack that on to wherever they start. Gotcha. Think of that, think of that as a an angle to go with there. So it's going to be very interesting. Um, it's not like a super birdie fest. Birdies can be had, as you can tell, at East Lakes, a par 70, 7,340 to 50 yards, depending on where they have the tee boxes. Donald Ross designed uh, in about 1908, redesigned about 2008 by Reese Jones. Um, Bermuda greens, they are pretty darn quick. 12 and a half on the stimp usually. Um, they're old school where you want to be below the hole and put, put more uphill because if they're downhill, you can pray pray for luck because they're uh, windy, a lot of movements in the greens, very tricky uh, putting surface, and there's lots of runoffs on the green, not a lot of catch. So if you're not hitting the greens, it's going to run off into catch areas, and you'll be chipping back up. So you have to have a very good short game to, to uh, get some bogey avoidance in there. Uh, there's five par fours over 450 yards, so you better have some good long par four skills, which usually brings long irons into play, which brings a lot of courses we've seen lately into play. So that's another factor there. There's two par fives, both gettable. The first one's very, very gettable. The second one is the 18th hole. Uh, it's a little less than 600 yards, so the big boys can get there in two mo- most of the time. But uh, uh, roughly both of these par fives have like a 40% birdie um, rate, so you really want to birdie these holes. That's a big one to go take a look at. There is over 70 bunkers on this course. There's a handful of water hazards, so you don't want to be precise. The fairways are tree-lined, so you don't want to get in a mess there. We saw how that worked out last week for some guys. Um, so accuracy is very, very clutch because you want to get it on these greens, and you don't want to roll off the greens. So you you got to be in the fairway at this event. So it kind of takes the driver out of the hand of some guys that aren't as accurate, makes them club down a bit to stay in the fairway. Another reason why they just don't go birdie-fest this thing, you got to – Pick your poisons to get your scoring across here. Um, the rough's only about two and a half, maybe three inches Bermuda rough, so it's a pain in the butt to get out of, but it's not like we saw last week, which was like five-plus inches and just treacherous. Still not ideal. Going to be tough to hold greens, but uh, you have that. And every year, it's usually in the top third of uh, courses on tour of hardest-to-hit fairways. So, again, driving accuracy is going to come into play this week um, and approach game and bogey avoidance and a good short game. So a lot of, a lot of things you'd expect that you need to do well to win an event, captain obvious type stuff, but it really comes into play here. This is why they pick this course for the tour championship makes you do a little bit of everything to succeed with all that. Jesse, what uh, stats are you looking at this week? Yeah. I mean, pl- plenty of course history stuff to look at. So don't forget that this week, like we had to forget it last week. Um, you know, I, I, I look, I, I will wait. Especially on Fancy Labs, birdie birdie score, um, which is basically birdie or better, over any you know bo- bogey avoidance type of stuff. Um, greens regulation. I do think driving distance matters here. I mean, if you look at over the years, who's done well here? You know, they're the guys who are who are hitting it pretty far. Um, and uh, you know, I mean, if you look at you know strokes gained, you know, approach obviously is going to matter. It matters every week. Uh, strokes game par five. I mean, you got to get those par fives, like you already talked about. So, um, you can watch that as well. And your if you're modeling, yeah, got to take advantage of the scores you can, uh, the holes you can score on, and then just take your pars and walk away. That'll be an approach to do here. Um, looking at fanshearsports.com, uh, use promo code always press for 10% off or 20% off the package of your choice. 
Um, they have a lot of great tools there. NFL is right around the corner, and they're awesome in NFL as well. PGA is a staple, but NFL is really, are, really good. So, good. Uh, yeah, really good on NFL. So I, I check that stuff out. The ownership is clutch on those. Um, this week ownership will be interesting because when we get into it, well, I'll talk about it in a minute. Let's do some fan share sports stuff real quick. Um, last six events on Donald Ross design courses because we know that some guys like certain courses better than other. Uh, Victor Hovland's played well on Donald Ross. Billy Ho, Xander, uh, Rory, and Webb round out the top there. And surprisingly, or not surprisingly, Rory, Webb, and Xander and Billy Ho have all played really well at Eastlake. So go figure there. Um, last six events on par 70, 7,200 to 7,400 yards. We've seen a lot of lately. Morikawa is leading the DK scoring, followed by Xander, Rory, Berger, JT, and Scotty Scheffler uh, round out this kind of course setup, which you could see out of what we've seen lately. And then if we just look at last six events on Bermuda greens, which we haven't had a ton of Bermuda of late, Webb leads the way. At, he's averaging 103 DK points per event. The second place guy's Berger at 84. Like Webb just trumps guys on Bermuda greens, uh, at least when it comes to DK scoring. Let me clarify that before I get a million tweets about no, no, no on DK scoring. Um, so you got Webb, you got Berger, JT, Rory, and then Abraham Answer, and then Scotty Scheffler yet again. So a lot of names kind of overlap in that regards. You can do a ton of different searches and different things you want to look at and check all that. So go to fanchairsports.com and go check that out. Um, we're going to talk ownership a lot probably just because it's going to matter. And it's, it's also kind of not going to matter. It all depends kind of on how much money you leave on the table. And there's, um, I'll put it in the Slack chat later. If you want to join it, um, just let us know. Get us your email. Someone posted um, the different combinations of lineups you can make. If you leave like a hundred dollars all the way down to $2,000. And there's a handful of them, but some obviously less than others because they're going to be pretty popular to squeeze in the same guys. Another thing you got to think about um, with these guys starting out, Johnson's DJ starts out at minus 10, Rom minus 8, Thomas minus 7, Webb minus 6, Morikawa minus 5, and so on and so forth. When the event starts on Friday, not Thursday, Friday this week, finishes on Monday. When this event starts on Friday, the once the first tee time starts, you're going to look at your DraftKings or your FanDuel, whatever you play, and you're going to have all kinds of goofy scoring because play, the finishing position is already factored in. So DJ is going to be finishing in first place when the first ball is hit. Don't panic. But that's where ownership is going to take place. A lot of guys higher up are going to go a lot more exposure than usual because of these factors. So that will be another thing to talk about. Um, did you want to give any other strategy tips or anything, or do you want to jump into this and do strategy throughout? Yeah, we'll just do that throughout. Okay. Then let's get into it. And pricing is goofy, as you'd expect with all this type of deal. But DJ starting out at minus 10 is $15,200. Last year, JT was fifteen five. Um, the second best price is John Rahm at twelve seven. So we're talking $2,500 difference. Um, JT's eleven nine, Webb's 11000 Morikawa's ten four, And I guess I'll throw Bryson in at ten one. Those guys all start at minus four or above. They go 10, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, and they're 10000 and above. We can pick this apart any way you want, Jesse. How do you kind of look at this grouping of golfers? Um, I mean, it's, it's DJ and Rom. It's it's hard not to play Rom though, and I, and I don't think I'll be alone in this. You know, with that massive discount you get off of him, you know, you obviously you can save quite a bit of money by playing Rom over DJ. But you know, I, I when DJ just when he plays well, man, he just he just just whips ass, and so. I like DJ. I like Rom. Um, I mean, it's not really anything crazy here. Uh, you know, DJ has 
traditionally done well at this golf course. He has three top tens in the last. Did he not? He did he not make the tour championship last year? Did he, he finished twenty nine? He finished twenty ninth last year. Ah, yeah. He has yeah. three top fives in the last ten years. He has. Yeah, I mean, it's he's or, the, no. the guy's played well around this golf course. Rom, you know, he's nothing too awful great, but either way, he's still you know playing really well. Can you go wrong with any of these guys up top here? I don't necessarily think so. Um, you know, I think Webb, like you talked about on Bermuda, has some merit there. Uh, I like more Cowie, you know, just about every week. Um, this is his first time here, though. And then Bryson, you know, Bryson is just in a weird spot, I feel like. I, I don't know how to judge Bryson. I mean, he finished his 50th out of 70 last week on a golf course that he knew. I, don't, I, I won't play Bryson, but, yeah, I mean, everybody else, in my opinion, has some some playability. Yeah, it's, it's tough to play Bryson right now because the reason he struggled the last few weeks is he's not accurate. All the, like Early on when he was bombing it, he was straight. Right now he's spraying it. And yeah. if you spray it here, you're in trouble. Like right. You're just screwed. So, you know, could he win? Sure. No doubt about it. He's done well here before. I'll pass. I will pass on him. I'm with you, though. DJ is phenomenal. Rom's going to be, I think, very popular just for that $2,500 savings. I agree with that. Uh, JT, third, seventh, second, sixth in his four years here. Plays pretty good. And last year's third was the only year with the discount. So he basically finished second, uh, seventh, second, and sixth when it was legit tournaments. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good course history. So um, I like JT quite a bit. He's one of those guys that usually pretty accurate, really good iron and approach game, which will play well at a course like this. Webb is going to be so chalky, and it, it bums me out. I love Webb this week. I'm probably still going to play him this week. I think he's just an absolutely great play. Very good off the tee. Very good iron game. Bermuda greens. Like, he's going to save pars and then insert his birdies. The blow-up holes are usually few and far between. He's There's no cut event. So, even if he has a few blow-ups, he'll get stuff back. Like, Webb's perfect for this golf course. And I tweeted about it. I know other people did, too. He took last week off. He went into last week third in the FedEx. He finished, I guess, fourth. I thought he said it was third on the telecast yesterday. Apparently, he's fourth if you look at all this. Um, I think when, when Rom won, I think it bumped him to fourth. But he lost a whole stroke. That's all he lost, and he didn't have the stress and headache of playing that course for four days. Like, that goes a long ways in my mind about just uh, you have to relax for a week and not have to grind. That goes a long ways. So um, I like Webb a lot. I think he's be very, very popular, though. Just so, a- Yeah. I was just going to say just an interesting note about last year, looking at ownership from last year. Now, JT was 15-5, and he was less than 20% owned. I mean, in a lot of contests, especially the higher-dollar contests, he was less than 15% owned, uh, and that was coming off a win. You know, he finished 12th last year at the Northern Trust and then first the BMW. So he's kind of on that DJ type of track. So, you know, will people pay up for DJ? I don't know. I, I fully expected DJ to be super chalk last week. Did you not? I, I did, but I think it's the old moniker that everyone has in their head. Like you you said, it was a, a foolish moniker when it comes to DJ. You broke it down last week, but many people don't play guys after a win. That's just what we've seen time and time again. So I'm assuming that's the, the mindset people had. But you talked about it last week. You mentioned almost every time after a win, he either like top five or won a couple times. Like he's very good at fault. Like when he's in the zone, he's in the zone. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it's just interesting because, you know, I, I kind of checked out after like Tuesday, you know, Wednesday, I was playing golf Thursday, Friday, you know, anyways, I checked my lineups on Thursday and like, you know, in junkies league, he's 7% owned. And in other contests, he was, you know, 
15% on. I just was baffled by it coming off that win. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, especially if DJ is going to be low owned this week, I'll be all over DJ again. 100%. And I think maybe besides the different price gap, obviously, like it's hard to not want the $2,500, but that's how you make things unique right out the gate. You got to remember, like last week's um, like perfect lineup had Rom and then four guys in like seventy three to seventy seven hundred dollars or five guys. Like, yeah. no one's doing that, but that's the kind of stuff that makes you different. So if you want the chalk, we've talked, we said it time and time again. Take the chalk. It's a no cut event. Go down there and find guys that are going to grind that are going to get birdies and make it work. That's why like, we love Fino. Yeah, he finished high last week, but he was still scoring a lot because when he bogey, then he go on birdie stuff. That's how Scheffler does it. Like, there's guys we talk about time and time again that do this. Um, so I think DJ is a great play. I think the other reason besides the price difference, if you want to throw strategy into it, okay, he starts out with the first place spot. Sure. That's great. But uh, like you look at JT had three birdies last year where Rory finished. What, what do we say? Uh, eight under or 13, he finished 13 under. So the DK difference there besides just winning the thing, like my goodness, that's yeah. a, that's a massive difference to go. Cause I'm not saying JT went out there and said, you know, played safe, but because I don't see that JT doing that. At the same time, his his DK scoring was limited in that respect. Now, can you predict that? No, DJ or JT could have went out and shot 15 under. Like, who knows? But that's another angle. Maybe I don't know. You think there's like that difference, and you know, guys farther behind have nothing to lose. They want to play for 15 million. They're going to be more aggressive. Yeah, something to go there. Um, so yeah, a lot of strategy. That's kind of why we're just going to kind of ramble back and forth and throw things at each other here. And see, uh, see what'll stick right now. But DJ, I agree, is phenomenal. I think Rom's gonna be very popular for good reason. Webb's gonna be uber popular. I want to keep an eye on JT because if JT's low owned, I'm there again too. Like, D- if you can do a DJ JT combo, I haven't even looked at putting things together. It might not even be possible, but that's like very intriguing. Oh, it's very possible. I mean, you can stack JT and you know, DJ and Rom. You can stack them both and make it work. I mean, it, it's very limiting, but yeah. like. If you have DJ and JT together, that leaves you with an average of 5,700 left. Now, if you have DJ and, and Rom together, 5,500 yeah, left. So, I mean, you can – but it just limits the guys you can play. I mean, obviously, you're down to one, you know, a handful of guys down there at the bottom. Let's go to the 9K range here, and at least they have an excuse this week with 30 golfers to be a limited field. But uh, Rory at 97, he starts out at minus three. He uh, won this thing last year, and he won it uh, – okay, first, seventh, first, 16th, second, 10th. He didn't play in 17, didn't play in 13. That's pretty good, though. So $9,700 for Rory. You have uh, Matsuyama at 93. He started out at minus four, and he played pretty well last week. So I'll give him uh, the benefit of the doubt there. And then you have um, – oh, and, and then you have Berger at 91. He starts out at minus four. He had a very up-and-down week. It was very odd for Berger. But these three guys, uh, Berger we've been on quite a bit. I know that's your boy. Matsuyama we haven't, but good course history. Played well last week. And then you got Rory, who's – He's in a. He's playing really weird, but he's phenomenal here. Same thing. He might leave if his child become is is going to be born. So, what do you do in the nine k range? Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like Rory would be major chalk. So last year he was uh, pretty much the chalk. He was like, you know, starting at thirty thirty six percent owned in the five dollar up to seventy one percent owned in the twenty one hundred and twenty dollar. Um, so the higher up you went, obviously the more. Um, he was owned, which is odd to me. But either way, uh, you know, I, I feel like he would be if if it wasn't for the whole child concerns, he would be ultra chalky, and I, and I would be in a position to just completely fade him. Um, 
Reason being is I, I think last year, last week was a bit of a mirage. I mean, he finished 12th. He was up on the leaderboard for a while. The weekend wasn't great. Three over. What was the par, par last week? Was it 71? It was 70. 70. So three over and then and then one over on the weekend, four over total after, I think, being in the lead or close to the lead there after the, the first couple of rounds where he shot one under through Friday. Um, I, I still don't think his game is there it just it, for whatever reason. And then you put him on a bit of a more birdie fest track. He's not played well on those so far this year. Um, you know, 65th in Northern Trust, where DJ shot 30 under. Uh, St. Jude, not difficult, but, you know, relatively speaking. 47th, uh, the Travelers 11th. You know, I mean, he's just he's just not had it. So, I, I I don't think I would play Rory anyways. And then if you throw in the whole factor of potential WD. That really actually makes me want to play him because I think less people will play him. So it's like a ma- major conundrum there. Um, but yeah, uh, Hideki, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to hop on that. The only guy I want to play in this range again is Berger. His, his finishes here have basically been mid-pack. Uh, he hasn't played here since 2017, but he's playing the best golf of his life right now. So let me have some ben- Daniel Berger at 9,100. Yeah, I can imagine. I could see a lot of lineups starting out. Rom, Rory, Webb, Rory. I could see that being very popular. Like, very, very popular. Given if, unless people are scared about the withdrawal thing, that's also an option too. But uh, he's a great play. The course history cannot be denied. Uh, minus 12 last week. It looked like at one point he was going to make a run for it. I think it's kind of fizzled like he's been doing a lot lately. So I'm with you. It's kind of sketchy. But man, if we see on fan chair on Wednesday night or Thursday night, keep, I keep reminding people Friday's the, the first day of this tournament. If we see a low on Rory come Thursday night, it's going to be hard not to, to pivot there for a little bit. That's for darn sure. Um, but I agree. Burger's, Burger's the one guy in this range. He was um, a little funky. Like Sunday's round was really tilting. He was four or five under at one point. It looked like he was making a run. And then the back nine ate him alive. So uh, this course isn't as uh, as violent. So I think he can make a little run here and really make up some room going from minus four and if not winning this thing, at least can make uh, a good top five type finish. And that'll that'll pay off very nicely. So Berger at 91, 100% with you on that one, Jesse. Uh, 8K range, you got Xander at 89, another guy with great course history, but playing some funky golf right now. Harris English, 87, his first appearance here since 2015. You got Patty Reed. You have Tony Finau at 82. So four guys in this 8K range. I know there's one guy I'm going to go to for sure. Um, but there's 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 arguments for a few of them. Who do you like in the AK range? Yeah, I, I, I like Finau, man. Um, I think Xander's okay, but I'm, I'm just going to lean Finau at this point uh, in this range. Fifth place last week, he had a really good Sunday round, 65, uh, to to backdoor that top five there. Um, he missed the cut at the Northern Trust, but then you know was fourth at the PGA Championship. So uh, his course history is okay. I mean, he did finish seventh here back in 2000. 17. Where did he finish last year? For some reason, that shit's not loaded for me. Uh, for Finau, 7th. 7th, 15th, 7th is three appearances. There we here. go. So a couple top 10s in three years in, you know, here. So that's where I want to go, I believe, in this range. Um, I think Xander's second for me there. Not really feeling the other two. You got any Taco Tits love? Uh, no. Uh, I'm just not. I've been off of them the last few weeks. And I've been kind of proud of myself because – 40th, 49th. Could he grind out here? Sure. Like, it's, it's Reed. He does this all the time. He'll grind, 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 but I'm just not going to go there. I, I'm all about Finau. I imagine Finau would be popular at $8,200, but we've seen it time and time again in events like this. He just finds ways to finish high. Um, he's a birdie machine, so he falls apart a little bit. He will make up some ground. It's what Tony Finau does. This is his this is his jam right here. So 
starting out at minus two, he could probably finish around, say, 10 or 11. Uh, I can see that being a legit possibility for Tony Finau, and that'd be tremendous at $8,200. I'd be all aboard that train. I think the interesting one here, especially for people that use course history, because Xander, I think, is an interesting play. I'll probably be off of him. I'd rather go to Berger at 91. What's your thoughts on Harris English? First time playing here since 2015 when he finished 22nd. You know, he's coming off the 40, 40, 40th last week, but, you know, second week before, 23rd, 19. was playing some really, really good golf since the return. A, a, an event where it, it, it rewards iron play, good off the tee stuff. When English is locked in, he's, he's one of the best at that. So 87 and maybe low ownership starting out at minus four. Yeah. I mean, I, I, from an ownership angle, yeah, I, I could see that. But, I mean – you know, you, you got to make some, unless you're going to play a shit ton of lineups, you got to make some decisions here. So sure. I'd rather save the 500 and just go to Fino. I'm with you there. All right, the 7K range. Now we got Scotty Scheffler at 79, starting out at 2-under. Brendan Todd, 76, starting out at 3-under. Sungjae at 73, starting out at 4-under. Sungjae finished 19th here last year. And then Tyrell Hatton at 7K, starting out at 2-under. So a little shifting around here of the pricing uh, for guys that have different finishing spots. And um, who you like in here? Scotty Scheffler's been a birdie machine, but can he do it again? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think Scheffler's okay. Um, man, I'm just, I'm just going to keep playing Brendan Todd. Yep. The dude does nothing but, like, is recently especially, just he's just playing well, obviously. He didn't play super well at the, at the Northern Trust. Um, he had a bad, really bad Sunday around there. Missed the cut to Wyndham, but he finished eighth last week. A uh, couple top 20s before that missed cut to Wyndham. Um, he did play here once in 2014. He finished 17th, and I, I feel like most people just won't be on him uh, for that reason. I think Hatton could be sneaky. Um, Hatton's a guy I would watch watch the tags on, and if he is going to be low owned, I like what 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 Dom in the chat just said there. And auto lock. I mean, I, I don't necessarily know that I'd auto lock him, but um, he's playing well. And uh, I doubt he gets touted very highly this week. So if that makes you feel a bit better there, Dom, I, you know, hopefully it does to, to, to lock him in if that's what you're going to do. Um, I had him checked off, but, you know, I can't talk about every single one of these guys as a pick because there's only 30. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's an interesting range where you could definitely put the ownership if you want. I'm with you on Todd. Like it, when I said, you know, course preview, you want accuracy off the tee. Todd's one of the most accurate guys in all of golf. And that's why he's been finishing so high at these events. Eighth place last weekend, you know, 64th missed cut when he gets off, and then 17th when he's on, he's going to finish high. He's going to get you a lot of birdies. 7,600, very much in play there. I think Scheffler's interesting. Since there's no cut, he could definitely make a run for it. Don't hate that at all. But Todd, um, I could see your hat and argument. And Sunday is interesting just because he likes Bermuda greens. He likes places where there's some trouble in play. Like he won at the Honda where there's some similarities here. There really are. Um, I he just his game seems like it's such a mess right now. So for me, if I have to pick one guy, it'll be it'll be Todd followed by Scheffler is where I'm looking on the seven K range. All right, six K range. My boy Kids is gonna be hard for me not to play him. He's played well here. Finished twenty fifth last week. Just kind of faded on Sunday. He had a ch- he started out the day one over. He had a chance to make a move, didn't come through. But that's what that course will do. I threw a couple bad shots. You got Hovland at sixty six, Neiman at sixty three, Answer at sixty one. So where are you looking at in this little 6K range? Yeah, I'm a big Kiz fan. Where did he finish last year? Uh, last year finished ninth, didn't play in 18, finished third and 17. Yeah, and then 26, 28th, and is, you know 16 and 15. So uh, he got it figured out after the first couple of years. Coming off the top 25 last week, 
Um, with, like you said, with that bad Sunday round where he shot four over before that fourth and third, um, big Kisner fan this week. I feel like he's like one of those guys too, who mentally can do this kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like, you know, like in his mind, he's like, if you start, how, where's he starting at two under or one under? Or? Um, Kisner is starting at one under. He can so he's nine like shots eight. back. You know, I, I feel like he's got that, that, you know, basically middle finger in him where, you know, where he'll say, you know, basically F you, you know, I'm just going to go out and just play my game and, you know, try to go low, um, make up some shots. Uh, so I like that. And then Hov- Hovland at, you know, at 66, um, never played here, but can make a bunch of birdies. Um, you know, his play of late hasn't been necessarily fantastic. Driving accuracy was really shit last week, finished 40th. Uh, but he was never like super high over par. I mean, just a 71, 73, 73, 71. Um, so I, I, I don't mind Hovland, but I do like Kisner quite a bit this week, like you already mentioned. I'll be 100% on kids. Like you mentioned the middle finger thing. That's one big reason why I like him because we started out this whole deal talking about guys wanting to go for it, being more aggressive, you know, a couple bogeys, get it back. Kisner has never been a guy that's hidden from the fact he's out there to make money. And this event right here is where you get paid. Like everyone's going to get a pretty good paycheck here. But man, you top 10 this thing. I think like, I don't remember. I could look it up. I think top five all gets like a million dollars or more. Like it's a ridiculous payday. So kids is kids won't he won't be cute about it. He won't hide it. He's going for the money and he's going to be very aggressive. So I'm all about the Kisner at 68. Uh, Neiman's going to be super popular, super popular after that third place finish last week. The other guy I would look at here is answer at uh, 61. Very good iron player. Finished 33rd last week after a missed cut. He's been kind of a funk the last three or four events, but when he's on, very very good iron play. I could uh, jump back on him at 61 if I need to this week. 5K range, you got Munoz at 59. See, no love for Munoz because he's, he's starting out at minus three, and he's way below a bunch of guys in this. He's starting out at 59. Billy Ho at 57. I'm kind of surprised he's this low because he's going to be very popular with his past history. Lanto at 56. I think I know where we're both going to stand on that one. Now at 55. Palmer at 54. Champ, 53. Hughes, 52. Leishman, couldn't be 45, could he? 51. Uh, Cam Smith, 51. This is a uh, this is where it's going to get real interesting down here, Jesse. Where do you plant your flag? Uh, start with with with, with Munoz. Um, yeah, I think it was I can't remember who it was who mentioned him in, in in our live chat last week. It got me thinking about him. I actually played him, and he was on a team with Rom that I had, this, which actually did pretty well and made me a little bit of money last week. So um, I don't mind going back to him. Eighth, eighteenth in his last two uh events which is obviously the bmw northern trust he's never played here like you said he's starting at three under you get a little bit of a price discount on him lonto at, at 56 never played here either coming off a top 10 at the bmw there um so i, I like him as well and then last but not least palmer at 5400 seventh place here in 2014 has not been back here since uh and and he's i mean 40th last week not great but at the Northern Trust, he finished eighth. You know, he's kind of feast or famine. I think he's a good GPP play. Yeah, um, I'm going to go right back to the Lanto Griffin will. Starting out at two under, he's a guy we, we talk about time and time again. When he's priced down low, birdie machine, ten, finished 10th last week, you know, 58th, but then 19th. He's got that boomer bust ability, and that's what I love about him. And he's definitely going to be one of those young kids that if he has some boat, it's like if he has a six over day, it's not going to phase him from coming out and shooting 600 the next day. Like he's not going to let it just 
I'm not saying I, I'm not saying it got to Leishman because we as we all know we've all heard the story. Like he's a great guy from everything we've heard. He just his game's off right now, and it just got worse and worse every day. It seemed like where a guy like Lanto, he's just gonna go out there and grind. He's a young kid, thirsty, first time here, wants that big payday that can really set him up nicely. So um, I'll, I'll take Lanto at 56 in a big, big way. I like your Munoz idea starting out at minus three, but I'll go to Lanto for sure. I'm going to avoid the Billy Ho chalk. Um, yes, of course, history is great, but he's going to be super popular down here. I like the Ryan Palmer as well. I've been using him a lot in these no-cut events because he is a 100% a guy that can just tank an entire day, and you just want to <laughs> bang your head against the wall. And then the next day he comes out and shoots like eight under. He's 100% that guy. Yeah, he is. <laughs> so, and he's done that so many times. That's so true. I've actually played him a lot in the no-cut ones lately because I just want birdies. I don't really care what you do. I don't care. where you, When you're down this low – yeah, where you finish is nice, but I really don't care. I just want you to make a bunch of birdies. Just yeah, go. well, you got to think about it. Everybody's getting finishing points this week, right? Exactly. They're so, all finishing. It's Unless they withdraw. Yeah, which, God, for, I, I doubt a lot of these guys. A lot of these guys want money so bad down here. You'd have to, like, Leishman's, like, the only guy I could see withdrawing. because he's. Yeah, I mean, he's I, I don't see anybody withdrawing after they start. I'm just no, saying, like. Beforehand, yeah. Yeah. So, give me Lanto. Give me Palmer. That's kind of the two I'd be targeting down here. Um, if you just want to punt it with Cam Smith, I can see the appeal. It's just he's kind of he's quietly playing well. I just you just never really see his name popping up too often these days. But I could see Cam Smith as well being a fifty one hundred dollar if he really wants some savings. Like I could literally do a, some Smith, Palmer, and Griffin take some boys up top. I could have some fun with that. So no 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 doubt about that. Uh, recapping things, Jesse, ten k and above. Who's your number one player? Dustin Johnson. Yeah, you took DJ. I want to take Webb, but my God, he's going to be chalky. Um, I'm going to say Webb for now, but uh, whew, that's going to be a tough one. Tough one. I like I like Webb quite a bit this week, though. Nine uh, K. Oh, let's, let's, let's. Yeah, okay. Nine K. Who's your one guy? Burger. Yeah, I'll be with you on Burger as well. Eight uh, K. Who's your one? Female. Yep, we're in the same boat there. Seven K. I'm pretty sure we're both on Todd. Yep. All right. Six K. I'm on Kiz. What are you on? Kizner. Uh, so if people are paying attention at home, this is a going to be a big week or a bad week. Five yeah. uh, K, since it's actually larger, who are your two guys in the five K range? Uh, Munoz and Palmer. I'll take Griffin and Palmer. So at least we have a little differentiation there. But uh, yeah, a lot of similarities here as I mean, we go it's through. Only it. Fucking thirty guys. Yeah, like it's gonna, and that's why, <laughs> and that's why I'm going to put that picture in the Slack chat where it shows. Like literally, you can only make X amount of different lineups with this much on the table. So there's going to be a lot of dupes, and that's why they say just leaving, you know, X amount, say fifteen hundred to two grand on the table, will help make you unique already. And then you don't have to worry too much about chalk because that'll save you in a, in a roundabout way. I saw a, so, a tweet from uh, Nelson Adcock earlier where it would have been a great week to start the whole thing with in captain mode, right? Yeah, that's what they should have done. I but, mean, captain mode would have been fucking absolutely perfect for this. Or they run the event where, as we'll talk about odds here, where you don't care about the finishing position here. You actually do it on just regular who scored and like a real tournament on the side. Have two have two leaderboards. Yeah, uh, that would be fun. So just just completely do away with finishing position. And just do it all based on. Well, you can make your own finishing position, but you just do it on like so everyone starts out at even par. I got you. And, and roll like a regular four round golf tournament. Yeah. I got you. That would be kind of fun too. There's different ways to do it that you could really maximize this thing that of course DraftKings is still behind on that. That's just what they do best. Um, when we're talking yeah. about winners about everything feels so I mean, fuck. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Fair <laughs> enough. They're doing something right. All right. Um, 
oh, they have, they're raking the shit out of stuff. That's what they're doing, right? right? <laughs> um, let, me, let me clarify that real quick. Um, now, when you look at like sites like Bovada and other sites, they're, they're, they're all pretty much doing it now. There's two sets of odds. There's odds with the already baked in DJ starting at minus 10 where he's a plus 200 favorite. Or there's a whole set of odds in the theory of everyone starts out at even par. It's only so without starting scores, kind of like we talked about before. Wagers will be settled after 72 whole score regardless of starting score. So let's have some fun here. Let's first do the one with the starters, like what we're going to see on TV, Jesse. Who do you think wins this thing? I mean, you got to... You gotta think it's one of those top five guys. I mean, I don't really you mind. Think so. More cow at twenty. Um, you know. Yeah. Otherwise, I, I don't know where to go on that. But yeah, that's fun to to look at without starting scores. I I didn't realize they were doing that. Yeah, I. You know, it's tough to to pick a lawn shot for sure. So, I'd probably. The uh, thing is, is without starting scores, more cow goes down to sixteen. Yeah, Rom's the favorite without starting scores. Yeah, that's so that's I mean. that's interesting, and that's where you could have some fun because anybody can run hot for a, a couple of days. Like Finau at sixteen becomes a little more interesting. You can see that having some appeal for you. Um, Webb's Webb's twelve at both sites uh, on both both formats. He's just Webb. Um, Berger sixteen. If you do it without without starting with starting, he's twenty eight. So definite ways to go about it. But so you think you're going to go with the. Uh, did you say uh, Morikawa yeah. without without odds involved? Who do you think wins this thing? Uh, who I think wins Dustin Johnson. You think DJ wins it? Okay, yeah, that's but fair. At, at plus at two to one odds, no. Yeah, no, no, I wouldn't play the two to one either. I'd find a something to parlay with if you're going to do it. Make right. it like, ramp things up. It doesn't have to be another golf. Find a, a an NBA game for all I care. I, I really I don't care. Just find something to pair it up with. Um, Dominic's got some comments in there. And uh, I, I'm I'm with him as well. He feels it's Webb's time, cherry on top for a player of the year. I like Webb a lot this week. I do. He's twelve to one. I think those are actually decent odds for a thirty man event. Like that's not horrible. Um, I, I think it's his his to uh, his to take, but we'll see how that plays out. All right. Any final thoughts, Jesse? Is it's going to be a wild one uh, this week? Obviously, do not play cash. Uh, I'd limit it to single and three maxes. I would not go full bore unless you're going to load up and max it out. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, like this is like I'll probably play the least amount of money this week because I would, especially since it starts, it doesn't start till Friday. That might be a bad thing. I might just keep adding. But <laughs> um, it, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where like this is it. it hopefully, it'll be fun to watch come Monday evening when they're getting finished. But I don't know from a DK perspective, it's not a whole lot of fun to play just because you know it's one of those things where you can get duped very easily. You will get duped and you know, it's a no cut event with 30 guys. So that the, just the volatility there is going to be even worse than last week or any other no cut events that we've had this year. Yeah. Besides the tournament champions, which seems like millennia ago, which is interesting because if you made the, the tour championship this week, you already got into all four majors next year, which is a new, like they're trying to up. It's got an all four and all 30 of these guys are in the TOC next year. Yeah. That's, That's going to be a little bit of a bigger field. Yeah, which is awesome, which I like because yeah. it's an awesome golf course that needs more people. Like, it needs to I have agree. more of a tournament field. It's a way, it feels like a waste of a week out there. Yeah. Like they enjoy it, but hell. Um, so that's a cool another factor to it. So that's why that's why I go back to, like, watching McKenzie Hughes. You could literally like, hear his knees shaking on that 18th hole because of how much that just changed his life type stuff. Did it you hear what he cool. said after that? No. 
he said, you know, it sounds kind of weird, but, but you know, this just as well as I do. He's like, I had to just talk to myself and tell me, tell myself that I've done enough practice and just trust myself. And if that's not fucking golf in a nutshell, I don't know what is, you know what I mean? Like that's golf. Like it, it, at, at that level, I can't even imagine I'm down here but, playing for a hundred bucks, and it's he's, he's playing for basically the dreams well, his of his job. dreams. I yeah. mean, you know, it's it's job security for him for the next year. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I can't even imagine that. I mean, I would have jerked that fucking putt. He almost did. Been a, gone off the front. I mean, he he zero percent yeah. chance I made that putt. Yeah, he rimmed it. He rimmed it. There's, I was sitting there watching it, and I I, I puckered for him a little bit <laughs> watching well, that. That's what they don't, hey, hey, they don't put them fucking pictures on the scorecard, Bubba. Nope. They just I, put that score down, buddy. Hey, I tell people that all the time. I play with guys that bomb it past me. I'm a big guy that does not hit it far. And I always tell them, you know what? My handicap's better than yours, and my number at the end's a lot better than yours, too. So I don't care how far you hit the damn thing. So um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun game. That's the beauty of golf. And like you said with Hughes, majority of golf – takes place between your ears. Hey, so. listen, though, too. We got, after this week, man, we got the Safeway Open out in your neck of the woods. How shitty is that field going to be after this? It's going to be terrible. Run? And yeah. then the U.S. Open. Yep. Yeah, they're going go to they're gonna go from East Lake in Atlanta to Napa back to, like, New York or wherever the hell that's up. Yeah, it's in, it's in New York. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there ain't going to be any big names out there. It's going to be a Corn Ferry event, basically. You might get Phil out there, though. He might come out there, but, see, I can't even go anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, and then and the other thing is, since it finishes on Monday and then they tee it up at what on Thursday in Napa, that's a quick turnaround. It's going to yeah, be a, real quick. It's going to be a lot of corn fried guys out there. Yeah, which which means we pretty much won't be on until Tuesday because I doubt DraftKings let things out till Tuesday. No, so, I guarantee it. Keep that in mind, folks. Uh, yeah. The the AP it's show be a short week next week. Going to be a really long week this week. Yep. So keep all that in mind. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter. Jesse's at DFS Golf Gods. I'm at BD Intric and come join us in the Slack chat. Lots of stuff going on for all sports. They're active all over the place. So uh, come check it out. But we've got some golf grinders in there that are uh, passing on some great information. But uh, good luck this week. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun golf to watch. Not exactly the best to play fantasy with. So um, enjoy it for what it's worth and get ready because, you know, we kind of have a break next week and then we got some majors coming up and some other really good golf. But uh, good luck. We'll catch you guys next time. Oh, baby, the show goes on, 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 on,